Hello and welcome to the next episode of Lost and Criterion. I'm John Patrick Oitari Dorgan, and with me, as always, is a man who pretty much tells everybody he meets is super into belly dancing. <laughs> I am the Adam Glass, and that's how I get all my jobs. I lie about my jobs, and then when it comes up, I knock it out of the park. Yeah. And then never talk about it again. Yeah, you Except just sort of like, like you come prepared and, and, yeah. and then you still yeah. have to take dance lessons because you're like not really into it, actually. Right, right. Ah, but everyone's super understanding, so it's good. Before we get into our movie this week, I want to talk about our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash lost in criterion. Over there for a dollar a month, you can help keep us going and you get access to bonus content. Everybody loves some bonus content, right? Yes, everybody loves bonus content. And this is like pretty cheap bonus content. Just a dollar? That's You can't get better than that on Patreon. You get access to uh, a monthly bonus episode. We do a non-criterion film over there. Our supporters vote on what we're going to watch from a list usually that I put together but occasionally I solicit lists from our supporters as well. And when that happens, we try to get that supporter onto the episode. So we're talking to somebody about a movie they really love, and that's always fun to do. Assuming uh, their movie at least gets a movie, picked, which yes. it's never not and happened, assuming, but like it could happen. Yeah, and assuming they suggest a list based on a movie they actually love right. and not, not, not a list based on punishing us for not thinking of a list. Which has not happened um, so far, but is bound to happen eventually. No. Right. Occasionally, I put together a list that seems to be punishing myself. I mean, to be fair, almost all of yours seem to feel feel like they're at least meant to punish one of us. (laughs) That's not true. Most of of our lists are designed because I want Pat to watch a movie that's not in the Criterion Collection. But we've got over 60 bonus episodes over there. We've been doing the Patreon for a while now. Like I said, it's once a month, except for our annual holiday special. It takes the place of the bonus episode. Right, we don't do And that goes out to everybody on the main podcast. We don't, yeah. We don't do a second bonus episode. So for for $12 a year, you get 11 bonus episodes. Plus you get the archive of all the bonus episodes. So I think that's still pretty good. I mean, you do get Uh, the December bonus episode. It's just. That's right. You and everybody else gets it. That's all the $1 mark with the the bonus episodes and the whole back catalog. and we greatly appreciate all our one dollar supporters. We've had uh, we've had we got a good chunk who have been around for a long time. Yeah. Very happy Thank to have you. our one dollar supporters. I um, assume they forgot their it's on their credit card. It's such a small amount of money. A little higher, the five dollar mark for folks who can afford it and want to help us keep going a little bit a little bit more. We like to thank those folks on air. So thank you to our five dollar supporters. Currently, that is Andrew Jarrett, Chris Otto, Eric Coronado, and Stephen Goldmark. Yes, thank you. A little above that, we do something pretty dang special. Once a month, Pat makes a piece of art based on one of the movies we watched recently. I get that printed up on a postcard and write a little personalized thank you note to all our ten dollar and above supporters. Very grateful to them yes, as well. Yes, we are. So we do like to thank them on air. And thank you so much to Tracy McGrath, to Nina Bojnak, Patrick Yago, Adam Speakerman, and Jason Westaver, our $10 and above supporters. I, I hope you continue to enjoy me plugging weird things into other weird things and then things coming out of those weird things. <laughs> Which is how all the postcards are made now. 
because I love I love plugging things into weird things and then like turning knobs and then things coming out. It's it sounds it's it's in line with the theme of this week's episode, which is for some reason upsettingly sexual. <laughs> That's fair. If you want to see those postcards without committing to that ten dollar mark, you can head over to redbubble.com. There you can see past postcards. You could buy them as postcards or greeting cards if you feel so inclined. Uh, as stickers, if you want to advertise us around your neighborhood, yeah, do uh, it. Put it on all. Buy them and put them on everything. Someday, in about thirty years, we'll have made enough money on Redbubble to actually get our money out of Redbubble. That's true. Our, our margins on Redbubble are very very small, but we're still very grateful to everyone yes. who has purchased anything from Redbubble. Very grateful to everyone who supported us on Patreon, and very grateful to everyone who listens, Absolutely. like you. Hey, thanks. Pat, this week we are talking about The Secret of the Grain. It's from 2007. It is directed by uh, Abdelatif Kashish, uh, who is the director of Blue is the Warmest Color, is probably his most famous work, okay. and that is in the Criterion Collection, and we'll eventually watch it. Uh, that was a big international hit a couple years ago. Uh, so if you know who he is, it's probably from that. Um, but this is an earlier film than that, because uh, I think Blue came out in, well, I mean, it was in the last, certainly within the last 10 years from now, but I can't remember exactly when it came out. Um, we will eventually watch it, as I said. Uh, it, Kashish is... Tunisian by birth. He moved to France when he was very young. And of course, Tunisia is uh, was a French colony for many years. Um, so he is part of, or his parents, I suppose, more than, more than him directly, um, are part of a, a trend in France. Trend is absolutely the wrong word. Uh, but a thing that was happening in France where... A lot of people moved to France as their countries were decolonized. I mean, we've seen France. that 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 has been a, a thing that has happened with nearly every yeah. decol like air quotes decolonization right, right. happens everywhere because yeah. the process of decolonization well, is very rarely a process of true decolonization where like things get better think, in the country. Well, well, the major thing is that the process of decolonization is rarely, for a good chunk of time, a process of stabilization. Right, right. Yeah, that's what uh, I mean. It's like... Yeah. And also, they tend and to take that, everything that they haven't already taken. Right. Everything that isn't already been taken, yeah. that isn't nailed down, isn't, tends to go with them. Right. That that destabilization is an active process, right. not uh, not a byproduct. Um, so, the the Tunisian post-colonial period is actually fairly long. Their struggle for independence starts in 19, in the early 1940s. Um, and they're independent from, by 1956. Uh, that revolutionary period, though, sort of lasts until 2011. Right, okay. <laughs> it's a very long time of, of fairly destabilized. I don't know a lot about uh, Tunisia or Tunisian history, but where it interfaces with this movie is that through the latter half of the 20th century into the 21st century, there are a lot of Tunisian particularly, but just a lot of immigrants generally moving into France. And we've seen, uh, like, La Haine comes up in some of the bonus right. materials, uh, The Hate, which is a movie about 
a particular immigrant experience uh, with police violence that we have watched previously. And you know, we can see, we can point to news stories, and we did when talking about Lahaine, about uh, immigrant populations clashing with uh, French authorities right. frequently. Uh, or rather, French authorities clashing with immigrant populations. It, it should we should frame that in a way that that actually suggests the culpability, right? Properly. Right, absolutely. Uh, because it is mostly France uh, trying to force assimilation in many ways. Right. Um, I mean, a, a process we like we see in news stories today, like up to to the to current day. Yeah. Fran- all that to say, France's relationship with immigrants, migrants is. Uh, not great, uh, and has historically not been great. And one reason for that is largely a continuation of the colonization ideologies, at the very right. least, because most of their immigrants come from countries France used to own. Uh, and and now that uh, these folks have moved into France, France is trying very hard to assimilate them into a well French national identity that I don't know. Uh, France, I think, has a better argument about having a historical national identity, but also they don't. Because no, they don't. France hasn't even had France hasn't even had a historical government. Like, right. You know, well, and like also like any of those claims to historical identity, like no, 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 no. The places you colonized had historical identities, right? Uh, right. And you yeah. and you you could argue for them but none of them resemble anything that like is currently present or even remotely i think i think i started that sentence thinking of like in comparison to say germany or italy which were fragmented uh principalities until yeah that's true but like every everybody was a bunch (laughs) of fragmented people who are like at one time or another pissed off at the romans basically it like is everybody's origin story essentially and and you know the thing about it is is like you know a lot of the bonus materials here but even like throughout the you know but mainly the movie right like that process of of colonization is like ongoing like you can hear the sense like like the sort of the the tone and voice of colonization is present throughout the movie like in the way that the quote unquote sort of like people who would identify themselves as being true Frenchmen, right? That we meet yeah. in the movie talk to and about uh the group of people that the movie's actually about, right? Like they are like these yeah. the children the, 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 the Tunisian immigrants and their children of Tunisian immigrants are treated there's a sort of sense of both ownership and disdain that comes through in like yeah. pretty much the way that everybody who's not a Tunisian immigrant deals with like talks to them. Right. Even when they're quote unquote being nice, they're being deeply condescending. (laughs) It's really, they are, yeah, they are treated as outsiders. Yeah. Even, even folks who were born in France. Right. I mean, the the most, the start of the most, the, the one that oddly enough, like interestingly enough, the one that is where it is most obvious is the one where the person is very clearly, as far as the act, like the character in the movie is concerned, the person is being trying to be the nicest is at the yeah. like permit office where the lady's very clearly thinks she's being very nice and is and is trying to be helpful. Not the you know what I'm talking about because like, they go they go to like a bunch of different offices, right? And the last they one go to that the she bank goes and to, then they go to yeah 
Yeah. The lady the lady after they talk to the city official. Right. Is is clearly quote unquote trying to be the nicest, but is also the one who yeah. keeps it like constantly implying that like, oh, immigrant owned businesses are dirty. Immigrant owned right, businesses right. constantly get shut down. And like you guys, and, you guys don't understand how and, how and it, stringent and, and right. And it's talking to like yeah. a bunch of people, like a person who's been here for has been there for fifty or sixty years, and a person who's right. was born there, as though they yeah. don't, they just don't understand French public health laws. Right. And it's like the fuck, man. Like just fuck off. Yeah. But like she's also clearly the one who's like the most sort of sympathetic in like in a general right. sense, right? How those right. things can kind of go yeah, hand I, in hand in the same, like essentially the I, same sentence. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. Yeah, I think there's a there's a broad read of this movie, um, that one could read because it's trying to be sort of apolitical. It says it is. Um, the director says he is. Yeah. Everybody who's like yeah. talks about I the don't, movie says listen. it is. But like, come on, man. I don't. You you and I are firmly established that there's no such thing as an apolitical. Well, and movie. like this one, uh, like. <laughs> Is even like this feels like what uh, what director was it? Sorry to totally derail you, but like, yeah, there was a director. Remember that? Like, it wasn't that long ago we hit another director who like we argued that like the the apolitical stuff is essentially a cover to allow them to keep working like unmolested. Oh yeah, yeah. And this kind um, of I feel like it was that, someone Italian, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, we had a conversation about the idea that somebody just kept like, "Oh no, I'm apolitical," and you're like. The fuck you are! Like, what are <laughs> right, you talking right, about? Right. Like, not not just in our normal way. We're like, well, there's no such thing as apolitical art, right? But like, yeah. But this guy, this one was someone clearly making an argument, and I um, feel like this fits using that pretty as pretty closely. Yeah. It, like, I don't know if it's meant to be a cover. I'm sure. Yeah. In this case, the director believes that, but like. This movie yeah, feels not... pretty deeply political, and, and if you really start, if you spend any time analyzing any of the things that are happening to any of the people you know, in the movie, you know what it was, and and it's it's good that you you breached this early because uh, it's very true. It was Costa. It was it was Pedro Costa talking about the Fontanas, <laughs> right, right, trilogy, yeah, yeah. as apolitical movies, um, <laughs> and, uh, more stories of, uh, you know, uh, underclassed immigrant classed. Uh, working class people uh living in you know projects uh yeah um <laughs> well and like you can't yeah. like I, I and i understand what the direct the director says to himself you know he say like because she's just saying to himself like okay like well i'm just showing things right i'm just showing stories yeah. about groups that i know that are like and i and i get that but like the thing, the things you're showing are deeply ingrained with the politics of the time and the place yeah. that you're you're dealing right. with, right? Yeah, the assimilation argument is a deeply political argument, right? And I think it's true for immigrants in in any country. Um, I, I'm more familiar with it happening in Western countries, uh, but I think that uh, Kashish here is has made a movie that could be read as uh, promoting an idea of assimilation. But what's really going on, that's a very surface read of the movie. Right. Uh, that a, a maybe read also that, mind you, the ending, our, but... our, for example, our critic that talks about it 
is certainly yeah. happy to engage with. Yes. The idea, like yes. every single person who talks about this movie that we encounter is yeah. overly over the moon that, to engage with the idea that this is an apolitical yeah. work. Yes. That that critic being a bonus feature of uh, Ludovic Cortad, uh, who is a French film scholar. And he talks about it in a lot of ways that would suggest he does push back against that idea, I think, a, a little, little bit. bit. But he also really wants to but, buy into it because it makes him feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I think there is this idea of France for the French, of of this national identity that is very pervasive within uh, white French society, particularly. Yeah. And I can't say that that's not true in America. Right? No, no, no. But uh, like, I mean, it could be true in lots of places, and like, it's very yeah. true in France. And like, yeah, yeah. So, so what gets me on this is Kravash being sort of trying to to play apolitically i think there's this something we see displayed within this movie that's not overtly commented on but is displayed uh, and it's not even really subtext it's there uh is this idea of assimilation as as a public face not w- within america for very good reason there's maybe an overt patriotism among some immigrant yeah. immigrant communities, um, particularly after 9-11 with Arab immigrants, right, of, of uh, Arab business owners putting up American flags and, and wanting to make sure everyone knew that, that yeah, they I loved mean, America. If you're, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, you know, is understandable as, and, and, and plays into here, understandable as a uh, survival technique. Right, right. Um, but it's not all about assimilation because the backbone of this, the backbone of this story, is, uh, is food culture, and and the maintenance of that traditional food culture within the family homes and trying to bring it to the broader community through a restaurant, right? right. right. So you know, it's not they're not assimilating in that way. He's not opening, uh. <laughs> Uh, I a French to think bistro of some or something. Stereotypical French, yeah, yeah. like some yeah. some sort of Not cafe some with sort of coffee bistro. outside, and like, yeah. yeah. Part of part of his principal argument for why he deserves funding is the fact that bringing uh, Tunisian food to this town would be a benefit to this town, right? Not just yeah. for the immigrant community, but for the broader community. He is not making an insular restaurant, uh, only being only marketing toward the immigrant community, right? He wants this, I mean, he literally wants to park his boat restaurant on a place called the Avenue of the Republic, right? right. I like, think someone uh, points that out in one of the bonus features, but also yeah. it's pretty blatant, right? right. It's, it's, we're here, we're part of this, and and I want to be fully part of this. Uh, but that's not to say that Slimane, our main character, wants to give up his identity as an immigrant. Uh just wants to live in peace. That's all anyone really wants, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not that, you know, this movie doesn't go out of its way to show uh, racial animus. There's there's the condescension of the American, uh, of the, uh, almost said American. There's the condescension of the French officials that he interacts with. There's uh, the sort of outsiderness that the other restaurant owners exhibit. Right. While they're sitting around waiting for food, 
you know, talking about him not being from here, right? Well, I mean, they uh, they they are they they are they are the probably the most overt uh, in a yeah. lot of ways, right? Because they're also they're talking about like in, in, in really pretty negative terms about him across sort of a large spectrum, right? They talk about him not being from here. They talk about him yeah. like. You know, like it's gonna, and and there, and a lot of their actions come from a very selfish place of like, well, it's gonna hurt our business, right. and they're doing the thing that like it's like, you know, it's the it's the classic sort of attack techniques of like he's also he's simultaneously the strongest person ever, and also doomed to fail, right? Like, right, they're right, bouncing right. back before like, well, this is gonna go out of business in three days, and also he's gonna put us all out of business. Like, it's like right. they're all over the map. Whatever they have to say or think. Because they're going to lobby to make sure that this doesn't happen for for their own sort of financial protection, but also because yeah. of, of obviously racism, right? Like it's also obviously right. racism, right? So, so this takes place in France. It takes place in a city called Set, um, that's in southern France. It's a coastal town. Um, we've actually seen this yeah. city before. Yes, we have. Uh, yeah, in in Varda's first film, The Point Court. Uh, that's where this is. Uh, or that film is takes place and is uh, is about a young couple returning to this town, right? Because the husband is from there. Um, so we've seen you know working class in this town too, but not necessarily with Varda. I don't think it was. I think there was were some immigrants. There was, the there was, but 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 like um, we're like you can see a very like putting pairing these two those two films up is a really interesting thing to think about because you can see a vast change in like the like the the look and dynamic of this right. place right like when Varda is there this place is barely a place right you know and what i mean like it's a fishing years, town right? and then like yeah. it's by the time we get to this movie it's there's it's a big it's like a city yeah yeah a city that still depends on its fishing industry, absolutely, but the fishing absolutely. is an industry much more than uh, the, a subsistence. Right? Yeah, the Varda stuff. where like, we see a bunch of people with fishing boats. Essentially, just yeah, it, it yeah, it's pretty astounding actually how different they are. Uh, forty year, yeah. whatever, forty years apart, fifty years apart. Yeah, I wonder if they're still doing the uh, the dragon boat tug of war that we saw in the Varda one. <laughs> I I feel like probably like probably not. It's it's kind of a shame because you like that town that Varda in, engaged with was very. Oh, it was very. It was. It was a. It felt much more like a good place than like this place does. <laughs> uh, yeah, this place seems a little bit colder and like less engaged with sort of a community as a community. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Yeah, and I think I think that um, if we were to draw a through line, that would be not the arrival of the immigrants, but the response to the arrival. Of right, the right. Yeah, growing colder. Yeah, right. this 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 immigrant population is a community, but it's a community that's been right. that is essentially isolated from, and like yeah, it, it's always worth noting that assimilation never means like the people who talk about assimilation never mean like accepting. In, in equal parts from each side, it's always like, oh, you need to blend in, like, here. You need to let go of right. whatever makes you, you know, different or unique or, or special obviously, in some way. Obviously, we don't know and can't know, but there's a chance that, like, geographically, physically, materially, the Varda film and this film 
take place in the same exact location. It's probably pretty like close. Those estuaries we see are now where these housing developments are. I that wouldn't uh, surprise. <clears throat> the thing you describe here, we will we do not know, but wouldn't surprise yeah. me even a little bit because if you look at the sort of through line on how that stuff always happens, right? It's like, well, where do like housing projects get built and like, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the cheap land where there used to be a cabin. Huh? Right. Yeah. Well, and, and where all these, yeah, where all the 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 you know the essentially subsistence fishermen were like living in in sort of self constructed you know homes and stuff uh, is exactly right. where that would get bought out and turned into uh, projects or something like that. I love how this movie opens once we meet Slame or uh, Slimane. Um I'm not sure I love how this movie opens with his son. <laughs> On the well, tour, I mean, the you know, guide. we've got to but establish it, that his son is a yeah. is a real, real right. fuckface, like real piece yeah. of shit. Yeah, because like, she likes butts. Yeah, he does. Uh, <laughs> man, and so now um, my whole family knows that he does. I did not realize likes, how like intense the beginning was going to be, and so I just started watching it yeah. with my family, and my and like yeah. and and Dylan was there, and he's like. I, what did he say? He kept talking about like I, I mean I just his I could just it just his butt it was just there there was his butt yeah, yeah. Um, so uh yeah um I don't know it's this movie is very upfront sexually very quickly um which you know establishes a tone that Kashish wants here I guess although it um, kind of pulls back from that right like that's like at the very beginning yeah pulls back almost immediately too. and then yeah. like as soon as that's over there's nothing really heavily sexual about the movie and even like you you could choose to read the dance sequence at the end that way if you want I it, it's that's debatable right. uh, I would argue yeah about whether that's sexual or not I but. I think one could uh argue a sensuality in uh the way the meals are shot too. Yeah, I think that's um, fair. I, I, yeah, absolutely. But you're not like, like food porn, despite being a kind of porn for lack of a better terminology, is still like in a different way feels fundamentally different, right? Like, you, you are right. I think that's you're right. I think that's generally true, but I think particularly when, uh, when we meet Rim and she comes in and shares the the plate that. Uh, that Slimane has been brought by his two sons. Uh, the two sons are staring at her eating in a way that is overtly sexual. That, that is very true. You're a hundred percent right, and it does, and, yeah. and 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 the camera does that, right? Like the camera tells us <laughs> yes. that. I mean, I think you know, and we get it for kind of like different reasons, right? Like, um, what is it? Um, I'm forgetting the name of like uh, like Rad like Riad like is like into her, right? Like he is he is. Right. Like there's a thing right. brewing there, right? Whereas his other son is just a lech, basically. Right. Like it's just a it's just a big old perv boy who needs to like control himself. Uh yeah. so yeah. was it Majid, right? Is yeah, is a is is a yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Majid's got some problems. Uh that he needs to Well, yeah, and, and really of. honestly, like well and that and that categorizes a very interesting dynamic right there because like like she knows like she's aware and like her yeah. her feeling about it is mixed because there are two people there and she has very different feelings about the two of them right 
who are both right, as, right, right. who are like demonstrating essentially the same behavior, but like one of them is more welcome than the other, like substantially, right? Right. right. Yes. Right. Yeah. So you know that that sexuality sensuality is is throughout the film, but we pull back when we first meet Slalem. I keep I, I keep putting the L in the wrong place whenever I say his name. Um, we pull back when we first meet Slimane because uh, we start with his work, right? Right. He's he's cleaning up the boat, and he's he's a craftsman here, and his boss does not want a craftsman. His boss wants someone who does the work uh, quickly uh, and in under a day, preferably. Uh, you know, so he gets fired ish you know he he basically just has his hours <laughs> lowered until he he quits um, is but it happens in a very quick sequence um you know that's how that would that would be drawn out um which is one, the one thing in this movie that doesn't get drawn out is right is right. him losing his job yeah i mean they're just it, it really does feel like uh to a certain extent like you know because she wants to like get the fucking movie started and <laughs> it's like well right right he reacts very strongly to have his having his hours lowered and to the point where it's like yeah well and you and there's a lot of animosity there so you get the impression that like there's been a lot of back and forth between right right him right. and the yeah. i guess the manager or whatever about whether or not right. you know what needs yeah. to be done which is another point where everyone's insistence that this movie is apolitical even that even that french film scholar talks about the movie in a manner that that would lend credence to the suggestion that this is a movie that's pro assimilation. Uh, even he backs up to say, "Of course, there's the class solidarity element in this movie, and like that class, that classism element here, that's a political element." That's well, I, I mean, honestly, are. like <laughs> I'm I'm not a fan of the film scholar. Okay, like his, the film scholar's yeah. arguments are shallow <laughs> at best. Like he. He yeah. desperately wants to believe this is an apolitical film. He like wants to buy Kashis's yeah. line so hard. They're like he keeps making the arguments and his evidence is like at best surface level stuff. Because right. like that desire by the colonizer to, to, to hear like, oh, your sins like all your sins are forgiven. Like it's all right. They they love it. Like all the people you colonize are super into like being a part of your culture yeah. well, now and like it's cool you're no like like he like talks about nobody wearing hajib like as though it is a as though it is like an a lack of act of political action right like yeah but like that in itself the, that cho- like because she's whether or not because she's means to by like overtly do it or not that that happening is a political statement by him about right. like it's you know what people are forced to or not forced to do in their lives it's something that happens it's something that happens in america too and in britain certainly and in france certainly uh that we only occasionally get to acknowledge and certainly no one in the mainstream would acknowledge and that's that these groups of people from from countries that are decolonizing or have a history of colonization or just have a history of uh, 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 backdoor colonization of just you know the 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 U.S. particularly just you know 
fomenting coups within your right, country right, or yeah. destabilizing it without without officially calling yeah whether or not there was an active way, right? poli- like colon- yeah. colonization force <laughs> present or not yeah. right people from these countries don't move to the empirical core because they love the empire or they're loyal right. to the country that used to own their country they move to the political core because that's where the stability is right it's where because, yeah it's where yeah, yeah yeah well you know if 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 the place where you live has been essentially you know robbed of everything that isn't nailed down yeah well you if you want to if you want to have a job if you want to have any hope of like you know providing for your family you have to sort of seek out the places where like that that still exists where stuff where that stuff was taken yes exactly exactly you You have to go where like all the resources ended up if you want to be able to do anything um right well no and like you know our our, oh go ahead sorry i was just going to say but i think it's very common and i think the the at least at least your reading here of the film scholar i don't you know i don't don't know enough about the guy to make i mean i'm just pronouncement like this about it but but based on what he says here uh, he is in line with with a thing that is very common with uh, with not even not even right wing elements neoliberal elements Absolutely. within within former colonial countries um, in, in as much as any country For, is former colonial. in air quotes right yeah yeah um, <clears throat> of uh, of this willful blindness to say uh, you know they're coming here because they forgive us or uh, you know, we're just better in some way, you know, even, even folks who wouldn't say America's number one <laughs> would, uh, would be hard pressed to articulate why immigrants come to America. You know, it's always because it's the land of opportunity. Well, why, why is it the land of opportunity and not their home country? Well, that's also because of America. So, well, right, and even uh, if they're willing to articulate, even if they're not using that as a fundamental, like the the source argument, it's always well, because well, it's better yeah. than the place where they come from. It's like, but right. like, why is that? Like, why yeah. why would that be the case? Um, and the, people don't want to dig, like, personally, don't want to dig that right. deep, right? It hurts to dig that deep, right? And the thing that, yeah. I, and the what I'm essentially accusing the the this this film scholar of is not like being a terrible person or anything, but he's bought into the idea. That being at least outwardly ass- assimilated is by its nature a is the apolitical thing to be, right? That like somehow agreeing to go along with everything that has been set up as the the, the requirements and the standards is the is the lack of politics. Choosing to defy those things that's politics, right? And so like for example, when when and even by just the nature of like because she's saying that this is an apolitical film. He says, "Oh well, that's that's a that then that's 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 the apolitical, right? Like, oh, they don't wear hijab, they don't do X, Y, and Z. It's not about, you know, run-ins with yeah. police. Oh, it must be apolitical now. Like, right. he, yeah, his his discussion They're... of like, like what he sees as being like, you know, uh, what's the what's the what's the um, what's the sort of slang that almost feels like pretty deeply pejorative? That's like." use like burr right oh burr yeah. yeah uh presumably derivative from berber it's apparently uh, de- derivative of the ja- of the um french pronunciation of arab yeah and so it's yeah like, but i yeah. think i think the 
It might be. I, I, I don't know that, enough French. I think that probably goes back to right. Uh, it calling the misogynist uh, Berbers. Right. It feels. It feels. Comes from he says it a lot, <laughs> and every time he says it, I buy more and more into the sense that like this doesn't feel like a purely. Um, a political term either. <laughs> no, um, absolutely not. And so he keeps saying it, and I'm like, this is getting more and more uncomfortable more times this guy says this thing that doesn't feel exactly yeah. great. And he like and defines then, this kind of film in a way that feels very much in line with the way somebody would like define the, if, like would use urban in a way that feels very uncomfortable. Right. And right. like yes. he seems to feel fine with it, but I'm like, mm, I don't feel fine with this. And he just says, well, this isn't that kind of film. And then that makes it feel even more gross. Right. Because because this one's different. This one's the good version. Right. It's like, right. well, this is defining even, the kind know, of immigrant experience I want to watch about. Yeah. Right. He's bringing, he's bringing up Lehane not to disparage Lehane, but he brings it up to say that normally this sort of uh, second generation immigrant story centers men. And Lehane certainly centers men. Um. But but that's that's where Secret of the Grain is so much better in that it, it doesn't just center men. It's you know it's Slimane's story, but is it's the story of the, the right women and 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 there's nothing Slimane. really wrong with him saying, well, you yeah. know, the the, the, the <laughs> focus on women is is refreshing and interesting. Yeah. But he bothers to define what this kind of film is. He uses Lahaine as sort of a starting point, but then goes on to define it in a very way that feels very much the way that that like. Somebody yeah. in that position in America would define like quote unquote urban film or something like that or like yeah. uh, or no, I think that or something that true. like you're not saying a pejorative but it certainly feels like you're saying a bunch of pejorative stuff. He also he also <laughs> uses the term he uses the term burr movies burr films, uh, but tries to tries to justify it as movies from any second generational. Immigrant experience. Right, right, yeah. It's the like it feels as, it. It also is as if line. the terminology is not particularly Arab. Right, as uh, though he would actually use that term for any group of a film made by any other immigrant yeah. group that wasn't. And also, like if you think about where the majority of French immigrant communities come from, it's like what other film are you thinking of that you would possibly do that with? It's all a cover, right? I it's mean, all bullshit, right? Pres- presumably, there is. A, a similar uh, group within France that has Southeast Asian. Yeah, but the guy, he's uh, not going to call it a Burr film, is yeah. he? Don't right. fucking no, lie to me, man. Like, I'm not <laughs> no, that stupid. No, not. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't buying right. it. You have yeah. another probably <laughs> problematic slang word that you use for that one, <laughs> for that kind of right. film, right. don't you? Uh, absolutely. Kashish. Son of immigrants, um, born in Tunisia, raised in Nice, uh, wrote this wrote this movie as an ode to his father, yeah. uh, wanting his father to star in it, um, which is interesting as well. Uh, only reason that didn't happen is his father did pass away before they could get the movie made, though he'd been working on making this movie for years. Uh, I think there's a... There's a reference to it in one of the bonus features, I think, um, or maybe maybe the essay, but uh, one of his 2000 films, one of his movie, eh, a movie he made that came out in the year 2000, uh, references uh, the secret of the grain as as being 
a project that already exists. Oh, um, really? I miss that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the, I think the, I think it was like, uh, it was formatted. I can't remember exactly. Uh, and I haven't seen the movie, obviously. I'm reading someone else's description of it, but it was like the, it was like Le Grain et Le Mole, uh tickets 15% off advertisement for a cinema in like oh, a newspaper see, yeah. that's seen on screen or something like that. Um, but yeah. Uh, so it's something he'd been working on for a long time. Right. He wanted his father to be in it. It's project, a note to right? his father's. Yeah, the passion project about his parents and the sacrifice his father made in being an immigrant. Um, and yeah, there's nothing there's nothing overtly here that's pro assimilation, no matter no matter what. No, the, no, it, the, it's it's yeah. it's 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 telling a personal story, right? That like yeah, and and because it's a it, by by nature of being a personal story by a person who is is actively engaged in the sort of french movie like filmmaking scene you know he has a specific life story and background that like shows up in a movie he made not as an autobiography but it has a lot of personal elements to it right it's gonna be you know it's gonna be what it is right it's gonna be personal that way right my major pushback with both what kashish himself says about the film and and what our film scholar here says is this idea that showing people being very human in their everyday lives is somehow apolitical that that right that yeah no you're totally right absolutely not, yeah they both say that human and, life and so, right and 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 to a certain extent right like i feel like they're coming at it they're probably my estimation of it and this is just my personal perspective on it is that those two people come at this from a very different set of directions right oh uh, yeah certainly and so like they the she's is, is is engaged with the, the with the french film scene and like we saw, we talked about this with Lahaine and stuff like that. Like, to, yeah. there are certain sort of magic phrases that have to be uttered that like kind of allow you to continue operating in a society without like it turning against yeah. you, right? And one of them is like, and some of them are things like the way you choose to conduct business and stuff like that, right? And like, yeah. It it feels to me like he is talking about like people's day to day lives. It feels a lot like those other movies we've talked about, where like a person can't really dig deep into like the political elements of what they're doing, and maybe not even like dig deep inside of themselves, right? Like tr- choose to ignore them, yeah. even inside themselves, yeah. because like doing that is a dangerous act, right? Right. You you risk and running a foul. It's a survival strategy, right? You risk running a foul right. of the systems. They will absolutely shut you down if you start to yeah. engage with them deeply, right? That's very close to the sort of problems we had with Costa. Calling, yeah, and, and there's been um, other movies. This is not Costa wasn't Fonten, even the, the first Fonten time we kind of run yeah. into that, where like somebody from a from a relatively marginalized group makes a movie or makes a work of art and has to talk about it in a very specific way. Yeah. Now. Now Costa was very different because it was Costa was not a member of that right. Well, Costa, group, but right? like still the Costa was our most recent, but there was definitely been other cases that were closer yeah. to Kashish's situation that we fair. have talked about. I just can't put a finger on what yeah. they are. They may have been. In, they were different places. They were different times where people yeah. very clearly say things that are not inherently untrue yeah. or anything like that, but like don't specifically don't rock the boat, right? Don't yeah. don't cause but trouble. I, 
But I think this movie very early on does do a thing that rocks the boat and does it very naturally uh, in a way that uh, I think the film, I, I think that film credit sort of ignores for his interpretation of the movie. And that is, uh, as he follows Lemaine very quickly, you know, he, he gets fired. He has the conversation with the other, uh, with the fisherman. Yes. And he gets the fish that we he takes later to find his out is like, is his son in law? I, I, I guess, right? Like it's yeah. his daughter's <laughs> husband, right? Right. He's around there. Yeah. Uh, and we see that class solidarity of them giving him the fish. Right. And the cooler. Um, he takes that fish to his to his ex wife, and it's very funny uh, because she's got our first introduction to her, yeah. she's got a freezer full of fish. And is just mad at him for bringing her really more fish. mad at him for bringing him more, bringing her more fish. Yeah, and is generally just very mad. We first meet her in a way where she is she is uh, uh, aggressive, right? And of course, you know, all of this movie is just every scene. Gives us more information about this family dynamic right. to to yeah. change. It's constantly building, what we right? Saw. Like we're yeah. it's it's very right. organic that Which way, is, right? Yeah, it's wonderful. phenomenal and wonderful. Yeah. Um, but after he visits her, he visits his one daughter who's trying to potty train the her daughter. Um, and the conversation he has about his work with with her husband. Uh, her husband says. As the reason that he is having trouble with work and as the reason that Slimane has been fired is that the bosses don't want Frenchmen working for them. They self-identify as French. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's very uh, true. Well, he's working with that that son in or that son in law, he works with him, right? He's the same guy on the boat, right? right. I didn't rewind to double check, but I'm like, wait a minute, this is the same we just saw th- this guy like th- fifteen minutes ago, right? Yeah, I think that's true, but I was I was having trouble keeping track of people. There's at that a point lot as of well people because like there's a we're lot meeting of a lot of people. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> and you meet them very quickly, uh, and you're supposed to keep up. Like yeah. you're just supposed to keep up. Yeah, and he he smartly uh, you know, they self-identify with French, which I think is a very political thing, and he uses that to say they don't want Frenchmen working; they only want migrants. You know, they only right. want the temp workers from you know. And and by migrants he doesn't mean immigrant communities. He means exploitable migratory workers. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think him identifying himself and his father-in-law as Frenchmen uh, is an overtly political thing to say. I, I totally agree. In this movie. Yeah. And 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 the idea that they have there's an idea that they are fixtures of society enough that like their 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 identification as being french is problematic in that they don't feel the company can't ex, can't exploit them to the extent that they would exploit purely sort of right. essentially migratory like working populations yeah. right they are they are no longer an exploitable immigrant population at the very least which is which is uh, which is fascinating also because most assuredly when you know slimane probably 50 years ago both was oh, identified absolutely. and identif- self-identified as that, right? Like, yeah. that's what and, was happening. And everyone we see in the working class here is still being exploited. Absolutely. Slimane is still totally. being exploited. Uh, no, he's trying to get out of being exploited. Uh, and, and somehow his job is offering him some sort of severance, which is Well, I assume, I mean, like, we, as, we discuss, yeah. as I'm sure anybody who's been on the internet for the last week has discussed, 
there are places in this world where certain job guarantees have been have been have been uh, obtained. Yes, by 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 hard action by the uh, by the yes. by the workers, yes. right? Like where maybe you know, for example, if you get fired, they have to offer you severance, yeah. no matter how shitty your work is. Even even as the boss says, well, we we only took over the company in 1980, and and there's no record of you working for the company prior to then. I mean, um, most assuredly, so he didn't not, get severance for the yeah. entire 30 years he worked there, right? right? Like guaranteed, yeah. he got the right. 16 or whatever, right? Whenever it became official. Yeah, 30, 30. Let's see. Assuming this movie takes place when it comes out, uh, he'd worked there for at least 38 years, and they they were hardlining to say he was only there for. 25 i think is what yeah i, I lost track of the numbers but yeah saying, basically they were definitely yeah. screwing him out of at least a decade worth he, of stuff yeah. of, he said of, he started of, in 69 he said they started he started in 69 and the boss says they took over i think in 1980 is when he says so yeah uh so that 11 year difference um but yeah so he's still you know he's being exploited he's historically been exploited he was off the books for at least 11 years right, right. uh or <laughs> Or he was on the books in a way where the company that bought <laughs> bought it out doesn't say have he to was acknowledge it. Yeah, like yeah. one way or the other. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, he was a a, a very explicitly high, like easy to exploit member of right. society for at least eleven yeah. years, right? Right, and he is he is in this moment less easy to exploit because he's not going to take it, uh, and good on him for not taking it. Um, yeah, and then you know the. There's no, there's no language barrier, um, so we don't get that sort of first generation immigrant experience of trying to start a business. Despite the I'm fact sure that more than one lot. person expects right. there to be, uh, yes. yes, more than one people person <laughs> we encounter is acting a thing that you know I'm familiar with my own life and, and with it where yeah. people will willfully act like there's a language barrier despite there not being a language barrier, where where it's right. just a function of this sort of behavior is to pre- sort of pretend like well there ought to be. Yes. Um, you know, and it doesn't Rim is helping him in a way that to an outside observer uh would play into those assumptions. Right, yeah. Right. Not that those assumptions are good in any way, but as as a younger person uh showing up with him suggests that that Yeah she's showing up at but she's also treated the same way right when they go to see well, yeah, the city official yeah she is she, you know, she's treated as though she yeah. may not understand what's being said to her like a right. person who has lived was born and raised in french right like as a as a language yeah. as a first language is treated as though they yeah. they just might not understand what's going on right yeah and yeah and when they show up and like he's completely dismissive of the idea that they might have a uh an appointment with him. Yeah. And he's, he's trying to go to yoga. Uh, right. Yeah. And that, you know, the, the middle-class establishment obsession with yoga is its own, like we could get into, <laughs> we don't need to. No, but, we don't have the time. The, the, the historical connotations of, of the middle-class uh, Western obsession with yoga is its own uh, colonial thing. Uh, but, um, yeah, he just he's absolutely dismissive and and you know his secretary to her credit is like yeah they do. <laughs> yeah. But he's like oh I I mean and just the way he's got to like kind of brush them off, right? Like he's just got to get out of yeah. there like the whole He doesn't thing is, invite like, them into his office. No one sits down 
yeah. we have that conversation standing despite up this in, is a this being an appointment that's on the books right like this is a right. this is a they're not there's no indication they're late he just doesn't yeah. want to do it so he's yeah. gonna bang. and he and he he puts them into that catch-22 where the, the they say that the bank has told them they need city approval and he says well the city's not going to approve it unless you have financing already so uh he's very dismissive in that way and it's it's weird because i've seen <laughs> i think it's in the essay uh the banker is described as someone who's trying to be helpful and i did not see that in no the, i mean i scene. mean i think it's the difference between like <laughs> honestly it's probably the way yeah. you as a, a different people as audience members read corporate finance yeah and like if you're like if you're going if you're fully neoliberal brained like that's helpful ah uh, Oh yeah, it's just her hands are tied. Yeah, right. Yeah. Whereas Wesley like Morris you and I are like, this is fucking like we 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 understand <laughs> right. what bankers and banks are, <laughs> right. and, and so like, well, and, and they're all doing the same thing, right? They're all setting up a situation right. where they sit, they can where they can say, oh, because of X, I can't do Y, right? And the thing about it, right, yeah. that that catch twenty two would not apply to somebody who is not. For, like a from the sort of you know immigrant community right like right i mean it might apply to some certain groups right like i mean like perhaps the the you know other people who are working down the docks that slimane meets who are not necessarily from an immigrant community might get locked into the same catch-22 because society's desire desired that, that right. they are also, also not worth thing. yeah it's right. also a classic class and race they, they go so hand in hand that like yeah you know, but like the point is, is this is this is clearly meant to be a structural obstacle, right? Every single right. person in they meet has an out for that they can exercise or not exercise at will, right? And and they'll pretend they have the ability. They're given enough leeway to even internally, even inside themselves, tell them like I there's it's it's out of my hands, right? They're not they're not engaged in it in the way where I don't think anybody's like like tapping their fingers together over their desk and cackling after they leave but you know or anything like that but they all yeah. are internally deciding ah this person that walked into my room they're the kind of person I will exercise the full legal rules I will follow every rule that's in the book to the letter right. here and now right they don't get the leeway of personal discretion right suppose and, right and in this situation right I don't yeah yeah right Right. Like especially I mean, like the, loan the, officers the, love to do that shit, which is all right. horse shit, right? Yeah. Like, oh well, my hands are like, yeah. But if a different person asking the same request walked in, that loan right. would be signed stay in day and date, no questions asked. Right. Yeah. I mean, Slimane and and Rim don't get the benefit of that discretion that these people absolutely yeah. have. Right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. And and I don't know that it's not true that they don't. You know, we don't see anyone doing, you know, twirling their mustache or whatnot. <laughs> yeah. but there is the I think we're supposed that, to assume. <laughs> yeah, there is the fact that Slimane insists that the uh, the tuna boat owners have said there is the space available right. where he wants the boat to be. And then through whatever machinations are happening in the background, when he when they do the soft open for the restaurant, it's not in that space. No. He's forced to have the restaurant in a different place. Well, uh, and like, and then we even hear the other business owners or other people who are somehow involved that we have never met yeah. before at the dinner talking about, well, you know, when a commercial boat shows up, we, I mean, they have to get priority. 
We know from other conversations that there are other commercial ventures on boats parked at that right. at that port who do not give up right. their space for commercial fishing boats. Right. Like Absolutely. we know. Because yeah. like it's and talked about earlier as though like this is also used in this way. The thing he is doing is not yeah. an unusual thing to do. And the city guy the city guy insists that well, it couldn't possibly be true that there is space available at the Avenue of the Republic. Uh, with with the understood assumption being if if that space were available, it would already be used for someone who's not you. Right, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's the hostile, it's the weaponized bureaucracy. Right, right. That, and, like, that, and, and whether or not it's it's meant to be overtly political on Kashish's part or not, he's, yeah. he, the reason I say I, I don't think anybody's twirling their fingers together when they leave is that, like, I, you know, we we get an impression of Kashish's motivations here as a director. He's presenting life as it is, quote unquote, and life as it right. is is a bunch of structural obstacles, not a series of people yeah. who like twirl their mustaches after you leave. Well, for the yeah. most part, right? Yeah. There are probably a couple mustache twirlers in in the you know in the thirty or forty people he seems to have invited to this thing. Some of them are mustache twirlers, okay? Right. But a lot of them are I, just like, oh well, yeah. I guess I've got to follow. This, you know, I guess I have to follow all the rules exactly as they're written. Right. right. Yeah. And that's that's the thing about this movie that is actually really great about this movie is that it is an incredibly realistic movie. Yes. Right. Every, everyone is portrayed as, as fully human. It's, it is 100% realism, more than any any film that's that's been labeled realist. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, it's, or it's, hyper-realist. It's, it's a very this is a real, honest. Yes. This absolutely. is a very honest film. And an honest betrayal of, of immigrant life in of France. actual society. Yeah, yeah. It's always political. Is a political statement, right? Yeah, like <laughs> this. It's worth noting. Like we 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 got caught up on this because this is like what the movie is, right? But like, right. It's an amazing movie in that. Like, you are fully engrossed in this per- in his story, right? Slimane and his family's story is yeah deeply engrossing. You. You're rooting for them, and you're also watching, like, a family be a family where, like, relationships are kind of fucked up, and people cause each other, like, problems, and, you know, right. this person's causing trouble for this person, and, and this group, this person, this person don't get along, and, like, just a, you know, a lot of, right. a lot of, we, we do essentially have a bad guy, which is... Which yeah. is his son is is he's not a bad yeah. you know Majid is is, but, is the source of a lot of problems but yeah yeah and Majid's Majid's wife is uh, and we get this in in other relationships we see too um, but Majid's wife and her brother are Russian immigrants right yeah we have uh, we have this solidarity and and interrelationships between uh, all of the immigrants because they are all thrust into this lower class life uh you know this working class living in the project's uh existence um and there's no insularity between them uh that we see here right everyone's sharing everyone's teaching each other language you know we're all we're all outsiders so we're all together right and that's not overtly stated but it is what we see happening uh which i think is really interesting and really great uh, and you know, portrays them as as real in the up and downs of their relationships too. Majid's a shit heel, and uh, right. <laughs> he's being one. But uh, 
but he's there. Um, so, you know, it's, it's very fascinating in that regard too. And it's, it's very much, you know, like all of the people we meet are, are management, like all of the, all of the white French people who, who stand in his way are, are middle management or petty bourgeois, right? Yeah. You know, it's not even, you know, it's, it's this, this management class of, of, capitalists who aren't even really capitalists i mean some of them are small business owners but they're just they're they're cogs in the machine in the hopes that they can live a nice middle class lifestyle right right uh i mean one of them's got like de- like deputy mayor aspirations right that right, that right. city guy. yeah we're, we're we're talking about pretty people are and you're you're right to point out deputy mayor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He even like right? fights back like, oh, I don't know about mayor, right? I'm deputy mayor yeah. material, right? And like, yeah. it is it, it is the very very petty bourgeoisie, right? Like it is the yeah, it is. Well, it's that the, classic, and, and, right? Go ahead. And, and emphasis on the petty. Yeah, exactly. Petty yeah, in, in every right. possible yeah. interpretation of that of the sound of yeah. that word, right? Both sort of homonym yeah. for, homonym forms of that word, right? Yeah. Um, it it's. It's that it's that arrangement, though, right? Where like, Slimane and his family are a, essentially a social rung below them, and they right. need to stay there. Like, right. you know what I mean? Right. The system depends on them staying there, so that we can stay here. Right. Like. Right. If yeah. he joins so, the ranks of the petty bourgeoisie, well, then where are we? Right. Like. Yeah. Kind so we of can't. Attitude. We can't talk about all of this immigration and assimilation stuff without talking about the belly dancing scene because it is a moment where uh rim gives the white folks what they want right, right? yeah no absolutely a hundred percent right like it's the yes yeah, yeah. it is it and is it's, essentially it's, the the re sort of assertion of colonization like hardcore right? right yeah uh as distraction and she does it very smartly to do it but she allows herself to be exploited uh, in the way it is expected for her to be exploited uh, in order to smooth things over, right? And that's that's got to be a very common immigrant experience, right. too. Right, yeah. You allow yourself to be what you're expected to be so that you're not rocking that boat and threatening the status quo as a way of calming down your oppressor. Right. Because you've got to, you know. Uh, and this restaurant isn't going to work if these people are all mad. Right. So I'll dance for an hour uh, while my mom goes and makes backup couscous. Right. 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 Well, and that's the thing, yeah. right? Is that like, yeah, it's it's this sort of. Um, the funny thing is, is I don't even get the. I don't even get the impression that Rim is going to like necessarily knows his mother. Her mother's going to go do that. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's there just like, no, okay, no, this shit is everyone, going bad. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's independently trying to solve different aspects of the right, problem, right. which is very interesting as well. Yeah, I find um, it all the, the sort of disjointedness when it all sort of falls apart is really is really fascinating, right? Because it feels so authentic, right? It's just like right. Everybody's sort of running around trying to mode, solve, right. yeah, solve stuff, and like yeah. it is it is fascinating. Like, there's a whole bunch of like family dynamic stuff in here that's really interesting. It is fascinating yeah. that essentially, Slamane's, um. Is Lativa actually his wife? No, it's his, his lover. I wasn't. I was never clear Let's, on if he got yeah, remarried La, or not. Latifa and her are not married, right. and okay. I don't 
think Rim is his biological daughter. You get the impression that they've been together long enough that like Rim like really yeah. really cares about him, right? right. Like it's been a while, right? Yeah. Like the, like the his children still see the the old family dynamic, but it's very clear that that old family dynamic is gone and has right. been for a while, right? Well, I what I find interesting about it is the fact that it essentially comes down to Rim and Latifa as being the like ones who actually do a thing to fix the problem right like his new his essentially new family yeah is the only ones who like fucking aren't so mired in their in the shit that the family has built up that they can like go do a thing that actually might solve the problem right like whether or not whether or not ladiva's couscous is any good at all is a matter of of but like at least there'll be food right like at least right the food could be served yeah. now she's going to go back to a kitchen with nobody fucking in it so i guess she's also going to serve all the food because essentially <laughs> yeah, everybody has left um she's right. essentially going to be running a restaurant with her daughter because they're the only ones fucking right. left i mean there's yeah. I, there's other there's other like members of the there's a couple other i don't I lost track of whose exact relationships are to who, right? Like, as in, yeah. like, like Slimane has some daughters, but like, I, right. I, I've lost track of who's his blood relative the, and who's not in terms of like yeah. all the people who are there. Because also, they just yeah. get some friends, as far as I can tell, to show up and help as well. Right, right, right. For 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 the dinner scene, and then everyone at the earlier dinner scene is also involved with running the restaurant, basically. Um, and yeah, I'm not real sure clear on some of the relationships. Well, and like also it's worth character. noting that not all of them are in the cast list on Wikipedia. Like, right. so I'm like, wait right. a minute, this is right. not complete. Yeah. <laughs> I'm missing people, the, and I uh, would like to know what their names are because I don't remember anymore. The dark-haired Arab woman who has the conversation with her partner at dinner, who is the long-haired white guy, right about about the Arab language and what what she's taught him and what he remembers. No, she shows up in the dinner scene. He does not show back up. Well, um, I he mean, doesn't show up. He scene. actually is there. Is he there? He, he I, is I, there. I he is never him, a character. He's... In, he's never a character in that dinner scene in any meaningful yeah. way. He's super duper in the end of Sweat. Okay, yeah. Which he, means so he, he was, is, and he yeah, was there. He's, he just he's at not, the table. He's right. not important. He is very important yeah. in Sweat. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, anyway. I don't know what her relationship to the family is or why she's there, but but she is there, right? So there's you know, there's that that uh found family aspect. Yeah, there's and, and they and, might and be like cousins or it, it gets very confused right. or neighbor yeah. There's a whole bunch of yeah. people who like identifying them like long term, you would end up having to just describe them because you don't even right. I don't even remember hearing and, their names. Right. And when we're dealing with relationships where divorce is an aspect, you know, it could be, you know, <laughs> Uh, an ex sister in law or something like that, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's really. I mean, it's yeah. it is meant to let you understand very quickly. This is a complicated family, as like families will be, right? Like there's right ins yeah. and outs. There's people who are there who maybe aren't exactly blood relatives, or like you know, there's all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. And yeah, they're all but, a lot of the sort of like I would call, describe as tertiary family members are helping out in the restaurant and are essentially the yeah. only ones there left because all the core like members right. that we met and know all the names of I've all left <laughs> and they've done yes. and they've gone to do other things. Yeah. The other important things 
Right. They I mean, are also other important things to solve the, the problem. With, some of them are the trying to solve the problem. Of, of, yes, Majid is not trying to solve. Well, Majid is not trying, trying to solve, solve a very particular problem. Majid's but wife not. is not trying to solve the problem because Majid's wife is having right. a, a fundamental breakdown because her husband right. has it is is yes. is ruining her life, is abusing her, and like in that in right. a sort of emotional way, and like is it's bad. Yeah. Like she's having, she is off in a different place, having a very different crisis yeah. than Slimane is. But as as she points out. While having that crisis, she did actually help prepare the food for the. She did too, absolutely, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and and so it's yeah. it's it's we we and 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 she did it in a hope that like she could have a good enough relationship with her her um I don't know what you like f- family in law I don't know what you would call the group yeah. that they would like yeah, support her her, yeah her in laws yes thank you I don't I don't know the words anymore um <laughs> yeah. with her in laws that they might actually like. St- you get the impression in that conversation that Sylmay has with her as she's sort of breaking down that like the goal, one of the goals to at least sort of in the back of her mind was like, Oh, maybe you'll stop helping him cheat on me. If you like, right. Think of me as a family member and not just as like, you know, Majid's wife. Right. But as like somebody who's important right. to you, maybe you'll, I don't know, stop being his secretary for his, his affairs or whatever. Yeah. is happening. Yeah. Which, you know, is, is complicated with, uh, with that daughter, um, because she's acting as secretary. She answers the phone. She takes the message. But also, she's the one in the first scene with Majid and his wife, who's seemingly on her side and yelling at Majid. I mean, for you being get the asshole. impression that like and, the whole family and like the 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 wife makes this point. Um, what is her name? I've lost track of her name. Um, so means, uh, Julia, right? Is is yes, is Majid's so. wife, right? She is. You get the impression that like the entire family has just decided to turn a blind eye to like what they all right. know is going on, but have chosen to like because like the sister that's supporting her is not really like getting into the affair part, right? She's getting into, like, the not right. helping at home and not, like, showing up until, like, the morning thing, right? She's calling him on his bullshit because she knows, knows. She knows, right? But, like, she doesn't know, no, right? And so she gets to pretend, yeah. like, well, you should be, like, coming home on time and helping your your wife. Like, you know, she's doing that half-support thing. When in reality, the real support that Julia wants and needs is the fact, like, hey, your brother is is cheating on me and and has no respect for me or the rest of your or his child right um it's it's so she's having her own break my point is she's having her own breakdown separately that like somebody sort of wanders into and doesn't really have doesn't have the tools to deal with like doesn't like he's not 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 supportive he just sort of is like kind of doesn't know what to do here right isn't Right, emotionally or mentally equipped to deal with it, so he sort of just eventually, basically wanders out, right, and continues his hunt for the couscous, right, which is yes. essentially a hunt for his ex-wife to try to find her and and figure out where the couscous is, um, right, and then and then he gets into a the bicycle thieves mini sewed and right. maybe dies. So yeah, I mean great. that's that that's the thing, right? Is we're we're left with that hanging uh, over our heads, right? right? That like. 
a kind of an interesting message that like you could definitely read in certain different ways, but this like this desire to dig this the, the effort required to dig his like get his family into the petty bourgeoisie essentially is yeah will kill you right that like yeah. that like that your your death it will kill you and you probably right. won't even work and it's you know and it's a completely random element that ultimately leads to his falling apart in the end right you know it's not it's not the stress of actually having opened the restaurant. It's not the stress of the missing couscous. That's part of it. It's not even the stress of his daughter-in-law completely dressing him down uh, because of Majid's actions, which you know he takes and doesn't respond to. Right. right. He doesn't say a word to her. Uh, he even leaves silently. Um, but it's some rando kid stole his bike. Yeah, it's a group of and, kids are like that's, tormenting yeah. him essentially. Yeah. And and yeah. and interestingly enough, right, when you get into the random kids tormenting him, you get into kind of a, a like you get into something more traditional in the sort of ways that like the that film scholars talking about, right? This idea of like yeah. you just got a bunch of young kids acting out who like are also going, we're probably going through shit, right? Like who are right not happy right. with life and like they're acting out because that's like that's what you do, right? Your your life, especially when you're a teenager or a young person, right? Your life is dissatisfactory in like really fundamental ways, and so what you do is you start lashing out, right? You start tormenting right. other people. You start trying to get the world to pay attention to you, right? And the only people they can act out on are other people who live in the same housing project area and stuff, right? They can't even. They yeah. don't even have the the power to like act out in a way that like torments people outside of their yeah. own community, right? Um, joy joy riding in stolen vehicles is a a, a symptom, not an actual right. Crime. Exactly, and it and is, it you know. and and it kind of feeds into this sort of idea that like you know again like this movie is is authentic, but it also feel feeds into this idea that like in like a lot of ways that films can sometimes show. Uh, like this idea that like the world, the the systems in place can force communities to start hurting them, hurting each other, right? You know, in right. ways that like, yeah, and that's what far far be it to describe this movie as utopian, but uh, you know the the interrelationship in the first in the first little bit of this movie, the interrelationship between. Everybody except Majid and his wife uh, is so strong, right? No one's no one's fighting each other except for Majid and his wife. Um, and another contextualization, uh, you know, every scene gives us a new contextualization about the family and the family dynamics, but this sequence gives us a new contextualization about the actual lower class relationship here, because right. these are these are neighborhood kids. These are uh, you know, if he could get a good look at him, he probably knows who they are. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. They're they're the kinds of people where I w I'm going to tell your mother. It is it is one of those film endings where I guess we could argue there's ambiguity. Uh, I never I'm never really comfortable arguing ambiguity. Well, we don't see him die. Uh, that sort of that sort of the man collapses and stops moving at the end of the movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever, we're, we, we whatever can... claims. Yeah. Anyone wants to make about that, even Kashish himself, 
he's dead. That's right. Yeah, when you end up uh, when you end your movie with your main character yeah. lying on the ground right. motionless, I'm I'm forced to assume he's dead. But even if he's and not, I, like his dreams are dead. Right. Like and I hope that's all, not a and, mirror. Okay. Yeah. I hope that's not a mirror of how Kashish's father actually right passed. Uh, but it is still. This is a this is a film about Kashish's dad. Right. And, and 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 we can kind of understand Who? based on what we hear Kashish say about his dad working in construction and stuff. It is in some ways yeah. right a film about, especially with him making it after his father passed. It's a film, a film of basically his father working himself to death to try to take care of his family, right? Right. Which is like kind of the heart of the story, right? Like even if even if Kashish's dad had been in the film and maybe he doesn't end it with his dad dying, we get the impression throughout the entire m- movie that Slimane is a person who has been worked to the brink. Right. And has been worked to the brink in order to make sure that everybody in this family made it to the point where they are, right? And that, right. like, his lack of... Slimane is maybe one of the quietest main characters we've ever had in a movie in a lot of ways, right? In a in, yeah. a, to- in a in a talking film, and you get the impression that like he's just almost I don't want to say like he's almost just too tired to do it anymore, right? To talk anymore. The individual characterization of everyone is great, and and Slimane especially as sort of our our main character throughout the most of it. But but the compassion of his ex wife, you know, she's introduced very mad and yelling about. You don't pay the water bill, get out of the shower. Um, and mad at him for bringing her fish instead of alimony. Right. Um, but the the dinner scene with her kids ribbing her about how she really does still love him because she makes the plate for him, right? And and her insistence that it's not it's not that sort of love, right? Uh, but she's just she's portrayed as very compassionate. You know, she invites the neighbors to dinner. She makes a plate. Every time she makes a big meal, she makes a plate for a poor person as sort of an offering, you know, and goes to find someone. Uh, Seemingly, uh, final... it seems to be oftentimes the same group of people, right? Because she talks at the very right. end of the movie, when she finally does find, she talks about, oh, you've moved. This is not where yes. I expected right. to find you. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because he doesn't seem to recognize her. Uh, which I think is, uh, there's a thing I have done that I think she might be doing here, mm-hmm. and that's treating this person with familiarity as a human connection. Also, equally true that maybe she has seen this guy around and was particularly looking for him. Right. Was, I mean, it's hard to know. Him right? to be, yeah. Expecting someone to be in a certain place. Right. Well, my my impression, because when she talks to her daughter about it, she describes it as like, well, like, this is like, we know, you know, I do this. And like, also, like, they live in a place where she's fairly certain that she can walk out her door and within a relatively short period of time, find somebody that finds someone. Right. Right. Uh, And what makes it odd is that she spends a lot of time looking, which 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 points to something really interesting that, like, I don't think the movie I don't know that she's just even interested in talking about this, but like. Gives us a hint at a world where, oh, all the people around that she might have given her food to have been moved, 
or right. something, right? Because right. like yeah. she expects there to people to be people very nearby, and then spends like fucking an hour hunting for somebody. Like, and it it does happen. We don't see a police presence, but it does happen that like the most important the most important people in this neighborhood area have all been invited to a big kickoff event for this restaurant. Right, right. So like there there's maybe a even a background implication that they have been cleared out because of and so I, yeah, Slimane's it's definitely event, possible. Right. Um it's also possible like you always there's always that threat of like you know, they're talking about whether there's space at places and stuff. There's also maybe this implication right. that like all these bureaucrats are also engaged in a process of trying to like like you know, re- re- revitalize yeah. the neighborhood or something to that effect, right? Right. right. Yes. Um, in like, especially since like apparently like the boat yard is maybe failing, the the fishing yard is doesn't seem like right. The, the fishermen are all kind of talking about like all the weird bureaucratic nonsense that's happening to them, right? They're like getting stopped by the port authority and stuff, like. There's sort of an implication right. that, like, maybe they don't want people doing things like fishing or working on boats here anymore. Right. They want to fully convert this into a commercial district, right. not, uh, you know, not an actual active fishing dock. Yeah, and there's, you know, subtle implications to the background of that, you know. And, and you know, Kashish is not interested in making the movie about that. Right, but that is part of the real life that Kishish right. That's is like the background of that, that exists for everybody right. in this town, right? Like we don't, we don't know, but like we do know because you and I have both lived in places and understand that like the yeah. natural progress of this sort of like neoliberal system will be to eventually try to convert every right. fishing dock into a into a commercial district. <laughs> that's just what's yeah. going to happen, right? Like that's what they're going to do, right? Yeah. And that sort of thing happens with more or less levels of subtlety throughout the movie. Like right. we get scenes exactly. of characters talking on the balcony where we can see the the rich people's houses on the hills behind them. Right, exactly, right? yeah. But, you know, no one's commenting on that's where the rich people are or this is where we aspire to live. It's just there. Right. right. Um, yeah. I'm... I'm interested in in Kashisha's style here as uh, as a mix of professional and non-professional actors, and like his portrayal of that is <laughs> is maybe interesting um, because it's not. There are some times when we get people insisting on non-professional actors, where it's purely aesthetic, and that right. always feels bad. Yes. There yes. are sometimes where suddenly where... you're shipping people halfway across Italy for yeah. some fucking unknown right. reason. Right, right. But even but even for uh for Rossellini like that, where it was aesthetic at at a certain point, it started as material. And right, often yes, they, that's times true. these things do start as material too. Uh the other end of that spectrum. <laughs> Rossellini just happens to have traveled across that spectrum. Uh but the other <laughs> the other end of that spectrum is the completely material uh, necessity of hiring non-professionals because you can't pay professionals right, right. Um, for your movie. And Kashis talks about it being material, something being material. I think the camera work and the fact that he was a handheld camera is what he's talking about when, when well, he's, he's certainly using real locations, right? Like we can, we can yeah. go visit the hotel where he, where right. he worked, where he worked. And like, he talks about like the, the, one of the little documentaries that was on the news program or whatever talks about them being there for a full year. Right. So there, this is right. relatively slow work happening 
in the in these places for real, right? And so they're like not trying to displace people. They're like like yeah. The hotel essentially has to work as a hotel still at the same time that he's filming, and there's a lot of things that have to happen, right? And so a lot of that necessitates like well, you that hat that results in like you have to use a hand camera, right? You can't be fucking like right. knocking holes in this in this fucking hotel's yeah. wall and shit, right? Uh, you're not yeah, that kind of cinema verite, like where you're like right. gonna like destroy this person's hotel without a, like who thinks they're just letting you borrow it for like a weekend and like they get back and there's a bunch right. of holes in their walls. Well, I had to right, for right. the shot. Yeah. So so maybe interesting that he talks about material uh, uh, limits within this film when we also get that the entire cast was together doing rehearsals in Paris. Like, like yeah, there's a lot of like for weird most of these stuff. people. Right? So I don't, I don't think yeah. there's material in that sense, right? Like, I think Kashish yeah. in that in that sense, Kashish is making mostly aesthetic choices, right? In terms of like, right. not in terms of the casting, in the sense of like, I don't think he's picking actors and non actors for purely aesthetic reasons, but I think right. he's doing everything else probably for what are mostly aesthetic reasons, right? Like he wants. He doesn't want to use a set. He wants it to look. He wants yeah. it to look and he, real, and the easiest way to look real is to be real. And, yeah, right. And he wants he he's casting right. You know, he's not he's not doing Fontenhaus where he just shows up and whoever's there is right. Movie, right. Yeah. I mean, right. he's he's picking people uh, like a lot of them are amateurs, but not all of them are amateurs. Yeah. He's giving them yeah. coaching, like um, you know, they're like he's he is coaching yeah. them too, which is like kind of. The opposite of what some of the other directors we've met who get amateurs, which right. is seemingly berating them and making them maybe worse at acting. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. In he seems what, to be trying uh, to tr- do run a basically a ad hoc acting yeah. school. Right, right. What what Hafsha Herzi says, uh, the actress who played Rim, right, uh, who's who's featured in a lot of these bonus fee- materials as well. Um, what she says is that they they were doing like. Uh, uh, Chekhov plays, yeah, scenes, which as, very much feels like and, he's you know, running acting school for them, like real quick. And when you have, school. when you have an open casting call, you get the aspirational right. actors, right? And that's that's Hersey is one, right? She had wanted to be an actress, but her parents couldn't afford to send her to to acting classes, so you know she was doing amateur stuff at home, and this situation presented itself and. And, and she describes out. having she, been extra things to, before. Yeah. And, yeah. Right. And she lied to get this role, right, is also a thing she describes. Although, so, which is yeah. interesting. Like, she describes it that way, and then, like, you kind of also get the impression that, like, maybe that didn't matter that much. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, like, it may have been, to a certain extent, it was somewhat aesthetic that, like, in the way that all casting right. calls are aesthetic in the sense that, like, oh, you look like what we want the person who's in this role to look like you talk the way the person we want to be in this role talks like right because yeah she lied but you also kind of get the impression that maybe it, that part wasn't that important you know but yeah yeah um it's interesting looking at the cast list on on wikipedia because some of some of the names that are links are people who became actors after being in Right, uh, a Kashish film, and then some of them are established actors, like the guy at the the dinner that we were talking about earlier, the long haired white guy, uh, is is an established French actor, um, Bruno Roche. Uh, Habib Boufares is is not an established actor. Um, I uh, we didn't get a story on how they 
how he no, which is fascinating thing. because he uh, he does a weird. fucking astounding job. Like yeah, yeah. Um, Heresy wanted to be an actress, but but was was struggling at best, um, and doing doing small work if any at all. Uh, I'm really interested. There was a bonus material. I hope you got to watch on uh, Baraya Mrzuk, who who plays. Saad, the uh, the first wife. Yeah, I, I yes, I I watched uh, it. I didn't catch everything because I was kind of also like doing other stuff at the same yeah. time. But yeah, I watched her background. Of- her background super interesting. She basically lays out her life story in this bonus eh, bonus piece. Um, and she she immigrated to France, couldn't find work, so just kept studying and like earned a doctorate and ended up working at a at a at a like elementary school um and speaks like five languages because she just kept taking language classes right uh and uh and then met met kashish because her daughter ended up working on one of his earlier films and she met him through that and then her story of getting involved with this film is that she was walking down the street and heard someone call her name and it was kashish who told yeah. her hey yeah. you need to go talk to my casting agent uh, and got her into this movie, um, and she's fantastic in this movie. You know, they're they're all fantastic in this movie. Yes. It's very strong for 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 people who uh, are professional actors, are amateur actors, or who just have absolutely zero interest in acting whatsoever, but ended up in this movie. Well, and and uh, what's really interesting is really like, good. and like yeah, Wikipedia fails us quite often. Like she, oh. uh, Marzouk doesn't have an acting, doesn't have a link on Wikipedia, but like has acting credits after this. She becomes yeah. at right. least a go-to for him for Kashish right. later on, right, to make other movies, right? Like, she gets called... You know, she Her IMDb has, like, 25 credits or something like that. But, like, isn't a link... You know what I mean? It's always that, like, weird thing that happens. But, yeah, like, there's a... There's, um... Yeah, the, the, the casting in this movie goes... is. I mean, whatever, whatever Kashish is engaged with, he is getting professional levels of results out of them. We've watched plenty of movies where, like, I don't think the amateur thing was very successful. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're like, we're like, well, it's admirable because it's all amateurs, and it's like we wanted to feel authentic, and what it actually feels like is wooden. Whereas yeah. this, this is a lot of amateurs, and, like, it never feels like you're watching amateurs, right? Like it feels very real well, when it comes down to it. The Fontenot's trilogy, at least the second two, uh, Fonda's Room and, and the sequel to that, um, they're meant to be documentarian in a way. Right, that, right. But that, that, I mean, that's our most not. recent that you could point to. But we've been yeah. watching movies but, where French directors specifically yeah. and of course, have been picking right. up amateurs essentially as far as I can tell off the street for fucking, yeah. what, almost 10 years now. And right. and and they're, those are not always good performances. At least half the time, those are garbage. Of, right. Of course, there's Brisson who is trying to do something very particular he's with his actors. Often his own universe, not, where he's like not acting. Ma- yeah, uh, whatever he's yeah. doing is not what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, whereas, but you know what I mean, here, right? We've we've yeah. we've seen enough times where you read like, oh, they're all amateurs, and you're like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> that, that's that's yeah. correct. Those things were all amateurs. Yeah, but, but Kashish here is is interested in using the amateurs, uh, but collaborating with them in a way where, 
he's he's giving them a crash course in right in acting he, well. he, right which is its own kind of unique thing right because like that's that's a different motivation than we see with a lot of the french directors who have done this in the past where it seems they like want somebody who's untainted by the by the by the acting the school of acting or whatever you know what i mean they they right. want like yeah they essentially they want to play a ver- small version of god and like make their actors yeah. exactly what they want they don't really get that impression that's what she's is going for i think it's just like it seems to be like he likes the dynamic of like the sort of i guess the weirdness of it all I mean, of like i mean it it boils it's, down it's, to because she's really does seem to have a love for people period yeah right? he likes to, i think he like it gives him an excuse to hang out with them and like them all to spend yeah. a lot of time together so that like right. and I get that right like he's giving a year to this project right like the, the filming of this takes a year and it seems like he gets his actors pretty quick at the beginning so it seems like his goal is to have all the actors hanging around and bumming around together for a full year so that their like emotional connection to each other is more like real and authentic right they're not real brothers and sisters or anything like that but they've all known each other long enough that they're comfortable spending time together and like acting like people have spent time together i don't know how the hell he pays for all right. that i don't know how he's yeah. got all these actors essentially it's seemingly on call for a full fucking year right but yeah hopefully he's actually taking care of them in a yeah, yeah good we way. don't have any information uh, about it but i would hope they're getting paid for that i don't yeah maybe he's just meeting them on the maybe he's only they're only like meeting on weekends or something until it's time to shoot or who knows but it's a long yeah. time uh yeah you know uh yeah, I you know we could talk about it as authentic in a way that we could be you know <laughs> talking about authenticity in this manner often leads to uh, it's masturbatory, right? Uh, but there is there is real authenticity to how Kashish wants to portray these people and successfully portrays these people, um, and I think that is not just the fact that he's casting real people who, who live in these situations, even if not particularly in this town. Um, you know, there's, there's a material aspect, like, like Marzouk talks about how she made all the couscous, right? Right. Her and her and some friends or something, some assistants helped her, but like she made the couscous for, for the dinner scene and the dinner scene was like 15 days of rehearsals. So, you know, she made couscous for 15 days, right? Right. Um, Which is worth noting when we talk about, we will have to talk a little bit about sweat, is like... Yeah. It uh, it seemingly goes places that the movie doesn't, but like, it's interesting. Right. Yeah. Um, similarly, the musicians who get their own bonus feature here as well uh, are a mixture of professional and non-professionals. Right. Um and none of them having acting experience, but like the, the loop player talks about how his daughter auditioned for the movie and he just took her to the audition. And then they asked him to stick around <laughs> and put him in the movie. Um, the Zither player was not only a professional Zither player. He had, uh, his work has been featured on, I think he said 44 different movies <laughs> over the course of his career. Yeah. I did not watch uh, that bonus. That's the only bonus feature I yeah. didn't watch. Uh, yeah, um, the the flute paper the the flute guy is semi professional, but then there's also this weird professional like rivalry in the in the because uh, it's the four of them being interviewed together, right? Uh, 
uh, and like the, I can't remember the proper term for it, but he's describing the flute and he's using the term flute. And then the zither player says, well, it's not actually a flute because it's called X, whatever the word is. Uh, and the guy's like, no, that's true. But, and then keeps referring to them as flutes for the rest of the conversation, <laughs> which is, which is very silly. Um, but yeah, the, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, they're just a mix of, of professionals and non-professionals who had never played together before they came together for this movie as well. Um, and yeah, uh, in the same way that collaborative, and obviously they, they have acting roles within the film as well. Right. Right. They're not just, so, so even these professional musicians aren't professional actors and they, and they're acting in this movie. Um. Uh, and the loot player particularly gets gets a fairly substantial role for, for right. a side character, right? You know, he's he's got a lot going on uh, as as one of the other people living in the hotel with with Slimane. Um But yeah, let's do talk about sweat. Okay, uh, um, pretty substantial bonus material. Yeah, I mean, it's here. like forty five minutes long. Um, it is Swear. just it is just that dance scene. And yeah. when I went into when we when we go into it, you're like, well, like, okay, it's it, the, the descriptions for it are very unclear. Like, it seems like it's just the dance scene. Um, yeah, it is for the most part. Like, it is it is a lot of fucking dancing. Okay, you are right. watching what appears to be an entire dance performance, like beginning to end. Um, yeah, which is weird because it was still filmed over multiple days, right? Right. Uh, but like, <laughs> yeah. He like later on. I you know I watched that before. I it was the second thing I watched, so I watched it before I got any interviews or anything. Because she describes it as a yeah. bunch of things that he liked that were cut. Um, yeah. So it's like fifteen days of dancing that have been cut down to one singular dance performance, essentially. Yeah. Um, what's interesting about it is is it contains minor elements of the plot of the movie. Right. It's not just the dance. Towards the end, it stops being her dance, okay? The last 10 minutes or so, right? It stops being her dance. The 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 band begins um the French guy Mario begins uh like whatever the French equivalent of a conga line is. <laughs> and is marching around the room with more and yeah. more members of the audience. Who are doing like I I don't know it's like something I guess there must be a French like conga line type thing that is like about a woman who sews pants and petticoats and it's okay. a, it seems like everybody knows it like the entire audience seems to know it so very clearly yeah. it's a thing that people would sing at this kind of raucous event and what happens during the what happens in this in sweat that doesn't happen in um. In the main movie, in the main movie, they're all just sort of enthralled, right? You get this sort of very yeah. much a perspective of a sort of a colonial eye towards like her dance, where like it, they're all just watching, and it's it's all very like you're here to entertain us, you are entertaining us, we are, you know, that you know what I mean that that element, right? Where you're like, where like, like, like cultural dances can become a sort of like. We talked about it earlier, but it's sort of a, a, a component of colonialism, right? We're like, right. you dance, we watch. Um, sweat doesn't go that way. <laughs> sweat is is turns into a raucous affair as more yeah. and more of the audience gets involved in 
the dance. And right. the the Sorry, go ahead. Sweat Sweat is sort of an extended universe. Yeah, it's like movie. a different like, yeah, glad, it's a different universe, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm glad that this 45 minutes was not in the film. Yes, because I because the film would have been too long with it. But also uh, it would have been a different movie, right? Because this yeah. shows a world where like Sylvain's plan basically works in the sense that like right. everybody's pretty much on board for how fun this was by the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, where Rim has succeeded in distracting them very no, But also very beyond over, distracting the them has hour, like has right. has done like has succeeded in distracting for the full hour, but it no longer becomes about the couscous. It becomes a right. a assimilation is the wrong word, but we used it a lot, but like a, a truly cross cultural event. Right, right. Where right. we're is, now we're we're now like we're all we're all just fucking around together now. Like it's all just right. a fucking there's, mess. There's a true sharing of culture. Right. In, You've got French sweat, people doing that, French people yeah. with, you know, Tunisian immigrant families doing, yeah. but they're all blended together. Everybody's sort of just doing their shit, and like one yeah. dance turns into another dance, turns into another dance. Um, it's right. it's it's wildly different. Like it is a wild. It would be a. It would not match the tone of the movie. In any right. way, it works on its own. Um, I mean, would would the final sequence of the actual film be all the more poignant if if we saw if somebody still just collapses and dies? Uh, yeah. Still over in some other place, he doesn't even get to see this sort of triumphantness of this part. Yeah, possibly. Um, it just be it would. It's totally not the same as the rest of the movie. It, it is more akin to bringing that dinner scene that they all have together right. into this boat and extending it to literally everybody who's there. Right. Yeah. It is it, in, in that way. I could see how, cause she might've originally thought, well, that's, that's good. Right. Like, that's what I want to do. I want to create this notion of a sort of a bookend here where like they extended that family for just at least a brief period of time to everybody in this right. community who showed up. Um, Which is absolutely what Slimane's goal is. In right, absolutely, totally. Right. He is, Slimane is successful in this version of the world, where even yeah. though Slimane presumably dies in the effort, he accomplishes his goal, which is to invite this group of people into his into their world and start actually engaging in that way. Right? Um, yeah. It is. It when <laughs> things that are fascinating about it are. The reason, one of the reasons why I talk about Mario as a character being present is I do see him in the regular movie, but he's like very present in Sweat. Like he leads yeah. the the fucking conga line thing. Um, what other thing interesting things that are happen is um, the woman that Majid is having an affair with is in the movie, right? But she's right. she's very she's only briefly covered basically right like when she sees, sees her, her and it's leaves, a catalyst basically, yeah and she comes up a couple more times very briefly well she's very much in sweat too um and she's involved in some of this over but she's very much more reserved than a lot of the people ends up vomiting overboard with her boss like not her boss but some other random dude like she's like we see her vomit like profusely overboard like as though like she's just been drinking heavily the entire time to deal with like having seen Majid or something like that there's a whole like elements of like the story are just like kind of present in this that like you could kind of see how they might have showed up in the in the story the other thing that's interesting right. is like one of the catalysts for 
everybody sort of getting involved is all of those sort of ter- what we I described earlier as tertiary characters, uh, all the who the wait the people are working as as wait is um, waiters in yeah. this thing, all begin dancing too. They join in um, in Ryan right. and uh, Rim's dance, uh, not like up on stage, but like they just start doing it in their area, right? They're like getting into it, and that gets other people around them into it, and it's sort of that's how it evolves into a full on just just mess right like they go off the boat they're dancing out in the road outside the boat it's wild right the whole thing is really like well I, well to that end mm-hmm. uh maybe there is an end where uh where the conga line moves down the street and they they find and rescue <laughs> it's po- i guess it's possible right they rescue like uh, the conga line picks him up and takes him to the hospital um it's very um tonally after having watched the whole movie i would say it doesn't really fit the movie right like because the movie, to a certain extent, there are so scenes like the dinner scene of like real human connection, and and um, you know, like when they're like at the hotel, there's scenes of real human connection. But the the movie has a sort of darker overtone to it of like there's a certain sort of sadness in in life that right. you're supposed to deal with, and like this scene is just too joyous by half. To fit right, into that right. without fucking up yeah. the tone of the movie. It's um, almost a fever dream by the end of it, right? Yes, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, like, I really... But it's neat. It's neat to watch. It's very it's, it's very long. Like, because yeah. in the end, uh, its core component is the dance, and it's just a lot of the dance. Like, and, right. and the way that Kashish likes to shoot the dance, I wouldn't call it necessarily sexual per se, but it's very sensual. And yes. can get very awkward when it's on your TV for 45 full minutes. <laughs> there's a lot of, is this ever going to end? Right. There's there's a lot of spec. <laughs> there's a lot of my wife admiring, like, various features of different people dancing and stuff. There's a lot of things going on, right? That, like, yeah. that the longer it's going on, uh, speculating whether or not she could do a belly dance, things like that. Um, yeah. They go on when the te- when the scene's on the screen way way too long, which which the dance is, and and I kind of started to wonder myself if to a certain extent this at some point for Kashish became a sort of like secondary cultural preservation project, a sort of like, oh, I have an opportunity to what essentially amounts to a sort of it, it obviously turns into not this towards the end, but like oh, I have film stock and time. To shoot this an entire dance sequence, right? That I can like yeah. put to film and just like it can yeah, just kind of, exist. It's actually it's done so naturally too that it it actually does feel surprising to learn that this was shot over the course of all. No, it days. does not feel like fifteen days at all. It really <laughs> right. The only because, way you could maybe pick up on it if you're like doing IMDb yeah. goofs or some shit is like the amount of right. sweat changes. Yeah, probably. Like, like um, well, like specifically Rim's sweatiness modulates very clearly yeah, depending on how far yeah. she was into the dance in any given take or like uh thing right. but like yeah you know yeah but but i feel like i didn't watch all of sweat I, right. I was not able to finish it uh but from what i watched i feel like it it built in a way that would sort of a way that felt natural to 
this idea that Rim is improvising all of this. Right. And she's yes, like building true, and yeah. trying to trying to build the distractions. Like when she starts the call and response part where she's encouraging each yeah. individual musician to play the solo. That's just like a time taking up. Yeah, no, she's just this, she's just right? healing yeah. time, right? She's like, yeah. oh no, the opening or you know the 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 main band isn't here yet. The the opening band is yeah. just going to keep playing. <laughs> right, right. It's super good. Who yeah, who really here who it. here knows the lyrics to free to like Freebird? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you know we're we're very um, like deep into it by the end, right? And then eventually it breaks, right? Like eventually it breaks, but it breaks in the way she wants it to in sweat, right? Which right. is like, oh, right. they've forgotten completely that they're supposed to be eating dinner. They're a little yes. drunk, and now they're all worked up. We we essentially don't have to serve them food anymore. We can just like right. let them dance their way onto the street and home. But but it will also just be such a heavenly experience for them to get the food now. Yes, that's right? also true. If that's, food shows up yeah. now, the couscous could taste Every- like absolute garbage, and they will love yeah. it. The room explodes when the couscous right. shows up. <laughs> yeah, now, exactly. Right? You just bring it into uh, the middle of the room, set it down the middle yeah. table, and be like, "Here we go." Just, yeah, put the whole pot, serve it, serve it family style, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's really great. Um, <laughs> we do need to draw this to a close, but I do want to mention one thing about the title because it's another another place where I felt oh, really yeah, off put. Yeah, yeah. Felt really off put by the the French film scholar. Uh, the the French title of this is Le Grand et le Moule. And and Moule there, Moulette, it's really easy to make a pun in French because you only say half the word. Um so the grain in the mullet is is the direct translation. Um and of course the secret of the grain does make it sound like a much different movie than <laughs> than the Yeah, grain I mean the I, I dis I disagree with the other film writer who described it as like it feeling too technical or something, like it's a Right, like, right, yeah. Le Grain et le Moule. Uh, suggests uh, a reading of of moule as the word mule, uh, which is a French cognate, um, and does mean a mule. But then the French the French critic or the French scholar uh, pivots from that sentence to say, in France we have this saying, as if the, this man is speaking fluent English, but doesn't doesn't realize that doesn't know this one is... idiom that he is definitely saying yeah. in like. He definitely does know, yeah. But obviously, we get the the French scholar and and Kashish himself talking about the you know talking about the metaphorical value of the grain as you know the young people growing up and and the mullet as the uh, as the fish that can adapt right right it can live anywhere. So the secret of the grain gets half of that still kind of. I think this is an interesting pairing with the uh, Ozu films we just watched in the sense that we're in, in every single one of them, we are talking about the older an older generation in Ozu films in general, but like we're talking about an older generation that had life experiences that their children just are not having that right. are fundamentally different that like, and how they relate to them. Like, you know, Obviously, the most recent two Ozu films we watched are a little bit less than of this than some of the, like you know your Tokyo stories or something like that, which yeah. would be a much even tighter match to something like this, in the sense that like but but they all deal with the idea that like oh, the world that I lived in to make your to like try to get you to take care of you doesn't exist anymore. You're a part of this new world, and like an examination of how that relationship functions, right? And how, 
whether or not the person from this older world can adapt to the new one, whether or not the people, you know, the, the younger generation that exists in this sort of new world can understand this older generation and like, yeah, and help and interact with them. It's all kind of there, very different sorts of films, but like the sort of heart of it's kind of there. Yeah. I also think it's, it's in line with something that criterion shows us a lot of, of, uh, rising film voices whether they be whole industry movements within countries or or uh sort of individualizations of uh early 2000s family dramas yeah we like new filmmakers making things because that's where you start right what you know your personal relationships, right? right. right? So and so specifically like the year two thousand and seven, two thousand eight. For some reason, <laughs> well, Yee Yee's a little earlier than that. That's but yeah, true, a that's lot true. of them yeah, are yeah. sort of around two thousand seven. Um, yeah, so you know, there's a there's a trend there, and Criterion for some reason has has trickled those out over the years. I don't. <laughs> sometimes I say things like that. I'm not about to say, say that Criterion should put out a box set of family dramas. That would be <laughs> of bad. 2007, idea, but... 2008 family <laughs> dramas. It does. I mean, I don't think they necessarily do this stuff on purpose. But I, you know, the people who pick the films, you start to get the impression that like the same person gets to be involved with the decision making process for a series of them, and tends to pick the same sorts of things in sort of the same categories. Right. And like this yeah. feels akin to that stuff like obviously the very different place and time and like context of like what's going on in the world but the same basic idea of like oh like the world has changed the world that my that dad was in is not the world that son was in right and right. the world that mom is in is not the same one as the world that son or, or daughter is in and like how do you reconcile families in that environment right and and like killing and killing yourself to try to make sure your kids survive is like a running theme there right. too. Yeah. On that very good point, we do need to draw this to a close because no, I refuse. This episode never hour. ends. Uh, this week we've been talking about Secret of the Grain from two thousand seven, uh, directed by uh, Abba Latif Kashish. Really love this movie. Next week we're gonna start a box set. Uh, three films by joseph von sternberg look forward to that box set thank you so much for listening to lost in criterion i am as always leon glass with me as always john patrick oatari dorgan and we'll see you next time This has been Lost in Criterion, hosted by me, Adam Glass. Find me on Twitter at the Adam Glass. My co-host is John Patrick Ovatari Dorgan. You can find him on Twitter at jpatrickdorgan. Big thanks to Jonathan Hape for our theme song. Check him out at jonathanhape.bandcamp.com or hear more from him on any streaming service. 
Also, thanks to all our Patreon supporters, iTunes reviewers, and Redbubble customers. And hey, thank you for listening.